Welcome to Views on the News, a podcast series by Propeller Group, where we speak to three industry experts and gain their insights on some of the biggest news stories of the month. Welcome to the second and final part of this special edition Views on the News podcast brought to you live from e-commerce expo 2021. I'm Will Parrott, Account Director here at Propeller Group, and in this episode, we speak to Chloe Taylor, founder and CEO at Earthea.com, Justin Biddle, UK lead for Shopware, and Darren Lawson, e-commerce trading manager at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, to get their insights on what we can expect from the fast approaching peak sales period. My name's Chloe, and I'm the CEO and founder of Earthea.com. I'm Justin Biddle. I am the UK lead for Shopware. I am Darren Lawson. I am the e-commerce and visitor attractions manager at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Our first question is about how online retailers should best prepare for the Q4 festive trading period, obviously the biggest period in retail in the year. Um, they might well have already, they probably should have prepared already for it, but, um, but looking ahead to this period, what's the kind of main thing that retailers should be thinking about? Planning and preparation months in advance is definitely needed. I know there's a lot of spend that goes into those types of campaigns, especially with John Lewis. Um, but for a smaller brand like us, um, it's, it's actually a bit of a different scenario. Um, we're quite a sustainable business. And so the question that we're posed with right now is around Black Friday sales and as to whether it's something that we promote as a sustainable company as it drives mass consumption um, or not and do we take a stand and and not promote it um, so that's a big one for us at the moment deciding what to do um, it's looking like though because we've got Black Friday and Cyber Monday that follows that we would likely be doing some form of sale because I think it's important that there are sustainable options on Black Friday too um, that, that people should be able to still purchase from and hopefully that, that wins against fast fashion at the moment. If they aren't prepared now, then it's too late already. And I think from a code point of view, their applications, their hosting um, should be locked down and entirely locked down already. And if it isn't, and if you're still trying to launch something right now, then stop, postpone, do that in January, stick with what you've got, make sure what you have is stable. The biggest challenge that, that most retailers are gonna have uh, this Christmas, I would say supply is probably gonna be their big, their, their, big, their big challenge. Getting the right stuff into a place where you can start to distribute it to customers at a time. It's no good taking orders for delivery in, in June. Um, you've gotta be able to deliver it for, for, uh, for use. Uh, on the on the big day. It's important that retailers keep their offering as engaging as possible. Uh, the reality is customers want more from websites every day uh, and, and almost would expect more when there's more focus on their website. So keeping the website engaged, great content, and we're, we're fortunate enough that we've got some kind of great football players who represent their countries all around the world and we can utilise that to target specific audiences. Um, I would also say that maintaining our service is just as important at this time of year at any other time of year. So uh, we're going to see a huge increase in orders. That's going to obviously put a strain on our distribution. But what's really important is we manage those communications with our customers and we tell them when they're going to get their order and we keep that level of service as, as good as what we have been trying to do throughout the course of the year. Um, 
And then the other learning that we've got is around not offering a blanket 10 or 20% off across the site. We've recognized that's not beneficial for us. Uh, and ultimately, it's not personalized to the customer as well. Customers want to feel like they're getting something that they've not been able to get throughout the course of the year. So what we're going to start looking at is actually being able to take specific products and make those discounts more appealing to them on a range of products. Uh, the reality is for us, we don't need to take 10%, 20% off our best-selling lines and give away margin unnecessarily. And what's the most important lesson the, the last 18 months has taught, taught us as an industry? Well, we actually were developing the brand throughout COVID. So we, we kind of had the experience of pre-COVID and post-COVID. Um, so it's been a really interesting transition. But I think for an e-commerce based brand, like we do everything online and we can luckily do everything remotely. We've not been impacted by it too, too much. Um, and in fact, it's probably helped us and benefited us um, because everyone's been straight online um sales for us has, has been quite good too um obviously we don't have any physical retail stores so we've not really had to compromise as much as other brands have i think um and tiktok oh my goodness everyone has been on that haven't they since lockdown first started and we've been able to really utilize that and, and to our advantage and reach so many more customers that way so if anything it's it's really done us a massive favor as a brand Basically because we've had, you know, these two huge events, not just COVID, but also Brexit, that has thrown lots of curveballs left and right. We don't necessarily know what caused what to a certain extent. I think the biggest lesson we can get is that shit happens. Uh, and that when shit happens, flexibility is key, I think. Businesses have had to find new routes uh, to market, and that's meant that they've had to rethink how, what their distribution strategy is and what their promotional strategies are. I think the, the truth of the matter is that I think the last 18 months haven't necessarily changed things, uh, you know, fundamentally. What they've been is a catalyst. What they've been is that these things have all been happening um, anyway. All these trends have slightly been happening anyway. You know, things like direct-to-consumer, which of course has become, uh, has, has gone slightly more ballistic thanks to the, uh, the, the limitations of, uh, of uh, physical retail over the last 18 months. Um, but this has been happening gradually and that, that these events have acted as a real catalyst. I think from our perspective, it's around personalization and how important that's been. Uh, so we've done a lot of work creating audiences and segmenting them based on geographical uh, status, demographic as well, so that we can then start working with our marketing team. So actually, look, let's put offerings in place that suit those customers at the right time of year. We look at what events, what festivals are going on around the world and as well. And whilst we're 65 to 70% focused on the UK market, because that's where our revenue is coming from, um, there's an opportunity to grow our overseas markets. Um, so, you know, for example, at Christmas time, it's going to be minus five degrees. You'd expect to come to our site and see winter wear and see coats. But if you're coming to our site and you're in Australia and it's 40 degrees, winter wear is probably the last thing you want to see. So being able to create an audience um, and create a product offering to suit them, what that will then do is allow us to sell summer wear in December. Um, it keeps that stock moving. Uh, and then eventually we'll free up money to spend on future products coming into the club.
when we talk about technology and the customer experience, where does it really play into that? And, and what, what are the kind of things you're excited about for the rest of the year and, and looking at the next year? I think everything's just got a hell of a lot more fun and a lot less serious. And I love that um, because I think for the longest time, there's almost been a disconnect between consumer and brand. And brand has almost always been this corporate kind of inaccessible thing. And especially being in the fashion industry, you know, it, it's one of the biggest issues with sustainability. And for that reason, a lot of fashion brands are very closed off about where they get things manufactured and, and about the whole supply chain and, and things like that. Um, and so for us now to have TikTok and uh, other platforms like that, that kind of enable you to be more fun and more entertaining and speak directly with customers. I think that's what people want. People want authenticity. Um, they want to know what's going on. Um, we've had multiple presentations here today at the Ecom Expo um, about how Gen Z really want to know what is going on behind closed doors and they're demanding that information now. So being able to be open and honest about that through social media is just, yeah, like I said, really, really helping build relationships. The first one is omnichannel. And by that, I mean kind of tying things together. And that that's, might be as simple as, as showing orders from all channels in one customer account um, area. That might be in delivering things like click and collect experiences and, and ways to tie in some of your different uh, sort of retail um, assets together better. Um, and all it also might be um, the ability to deliver better customer services. I think that technology is central to be able to being able to to deliver those types of features. So those om, that omni-channel piece. Again, this is nothing new, but this is something that technology can continue to move forward in next year. Second one is around mobile. I think that mobile, you know, we're only scratching the surface because the great thing about mobile is that it actually brings new tools that can be utilized to the party here. We're talking cameras and locations and sensors uh, and push notifications and all these sorts of things. And we're only starting to work out how to put new experiences together that will fully utilize these things. And the third one, data. There's lots of data out there. And the, the, there's, we're still pretty crap at normalizing and harmonizing data. And technology helped us with that. And once we've done that, then and only then can we start to interpret and then start put, put more action points to that data. Digital marketing is going to be the most important one and from everything that we're seeing and hearing right now it's the social opportunity. Uh, I think when you look at the likes of TikTok and the likes of Insta, um, the content is becoming so engaging, the club are working hard to tap into that audience as well as kind of grow new audiences as well. Um, and should the, those kind of uh, social platforms start offering the ability to check out within their platforms it could be a million pound business that we have previously untapped into that we would need to prepare for. So I guess staying, staying close to what's going on in the market and being ready to jump on that bandwagon. Thanks again for tuning into this edition of Views on the News. We hope you enjoyed this two-part podcast and gathered actionable insights from it. Be sure to follow our socials and subscribe to stay in the loop of all our upcoming content. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe and give us a review. 
Or to get in touch and learn more about Propeller Group, check out our website at www.propellergroup.com. <laughs>